You are now listening to the Bucket Up Podcast. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and most other places you can find podcasts, my G. Be sure to follow us on social media at the Bucket Hat Boys on Instagram, the Bucket Up Podcast on Facebook, and at Bucket Up Podcast on Twitter. Just letting you guys know 15% off of your Sunday scaries, gummies, oils, unicorn jerky, they got it all. Promo code Bucket Up. On today's episode of the Bucket Up Podcast, we bring on digital marketing expert from SM Sports, Keith Stockler, to talk about marketing during the COVID-19 crisis. We chop it up about our favorite burgers. I get bad customer service, again. Leaving a house for essentials during quarantine. Netflix reviews for the Tiger King, Ozark, and throwback movies. New album reviews for Joyner Lucas, Party Next Door, and much more. A heartwarming, like, here's a dog rescues a pigeon story right now. You know, like, it's all corona. Well, yeah, so, I mean, yeah. a dog giving a pigeon corona, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Tough. Let's go. Rose Rose truck, that's tough. That's hard. You see the star when you look up. Look up. Bad bitch, and she got put up. Huncho in the back, cooking up. Cooking that's, up. Tough. that's 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 tough. Uh. But guessing the emeralds that together, that's tough. Spaghetti. Yeah. Ten year letters, they still in the picture, that's tough. That's tough. Get to the money on get some with you, that's tough. Get some with you, that's tough. Get to the money on get some with you, that's tough. Get some with you, that's tough. We tough. You saw, make a phone call. Yo, we live. You're now listening to Volume 119 of the Bucket Up Podcast. Here with your boy Ty Doyle, aka DJ Buttersauce, aka Ty Lante, aka your mom called me over. I told her I couldn't come because I'm not trying to get her sick. I'm here as always with the homie, the kid JB. was good? Oh man, it's me, the kid JB. Could have been right last week, aka Miss Intelligence So. Not because I'm always right, but. When I'm right, I tend to tell you so. Mr. Stay Home, because I enjoyed that pre-quarantine. But for those out there, please stay home. And like you said, don't get others sick. Uh, also, Mr. You know, relaxed, refreshed in my new apartment. The boxes are getting uncleaned and undone. And, you know, we're on the way to a new setting. But beyond that, bro, I'm hyped. Because, you know, on top of being in another building, we have another guest in another building. All the way from Connecticut, I want to bring him on. We always pride ourselves on how social media connects each other and how we've met a lot of our fans, our friends, and you know potential business partners through digital media and stuff like that. So shouts to that. I want to bring him on, Keith Stockler from uh, Twitter of all places. Welcome to the pod, man. What's happening, guys? What's happening? You guys are far too cool for me, so I appreciate you bringing me on. <laughs> nah, nah. Uh, yeah, usually my grandma tells us how cool we are, but beyond that, man. <laughs> I'm an old guy, brother. I'm an old guy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, so uh, the Buckets is our audience, man. Tell them kind of wh- where you're from, what you do right now, and kind of obviously how everything's changed with the political and, I guess, climate that we have with the current you know, COVID-19, how your lifestyle and work has been kind of taking a, I don't want to say pause, but a different direction. Yeah, for sure. So um, I'm in Connecticut, about an hour east of New York City. 
I work in advertising. Um, basically, all I've known, I've, I've been in the industry 15 years and rode the wave of, um, you know, older advertising of print and television. And then once digital came about and then social, I sort of rode both of those waves. So um, I work at an agency now focused in sports. We focus primarily in social. And um, the work from home thing has always been pretty flexible in our industry, but certainly not five days a week. So I'm getting used to it. Mm. So um, kind of when it comes to marketing and advertising, like you're saying, like, you know, that industry definitely adapts and um, changes over the evolves over the years, like you said, from print to digital, stuff like that. Um, something that I am challenging with myself just because I work in an industry that kind of is trying to bridge that gap between I do. Um, it's just my nine to five, but it's a I do like financial uh, financial or i'm sorry equipment financing for like agriculture so i have old farmers trying to use new technology yeah um what's kind of your advice or some of the obstacles you face with people that are behind the curve of technology and um usually i find that people with the most money are kind of behind the times um so how do you kind of i guess adapt with that yeah i think i think we're seeing it now um it was a process before, but now that everyone's home, um, everyone's trying to get the hang of FaceTime and know a lot of people uh, buying those Facebook portals now. So it's tough. It, it, it's certainly not um, constricted by age. I think that's a lot of people think that, but that's that's not necessarily the case. And in what I do, I think a lot of people were skeptical that this social thing was even going to stick, um, which is fascinating. We're like a decade in now and People are not sure uh, if this thing's going to stay, but I'm here to tell you that it absolutely will. So it's, you know, 10 years in, you, you sort of assume that people have gotten it by now. And uh, that's 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 not the case. And I think right now with, you know, COVID and everyone trying to adapt, um, you're seeing, you know, how poorly some industries, some brands, some whatevers are pretty bad in, in social because we're not even getting an update on what they're doing or how they're handling this. If, if anything, I'm getting way too many emails. It looks like everyone's really good at email, but that's about it these days. Yeah. <laughs> that like I work with my job. We've kind of worked with car dealerships and managing their social media and like getting dudes who own car dealerships <laughs> to understand the importance of social media is a uh, pretty uphill battle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're still like, Oh, we need ads and billboards. And we're like, fam, like, like that stuff is obviously still relevant, but like you, it's so easy to just update what you're doing right now on like a quick Facebook post, and it would be to take out an ad in a newspaper that people aren't going to go out to go get because they can't go outside. Like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's crazy. So my uh, all I basically know is cars. Both my parents were in the business. I grew up in a car dealership. We owned a car dealership for a number of years. That's funny uh, because mm -hmm. you're right. It's uh, it's it's a struggle sometimes. I think the traditional ways of advertising have always worked for them. Um, but the other thing is it's very hard for people to understand the return on investment on social. So I think yeah. they're always thinking like, we're going to do something in social, we're going to have to make some money. And that, and as you know, that's not always the case, but that's always the biggest hurdle, I think. Yeah. Cause they're so used to like, you know, they take out an ad, somebody sees the ad, they come in, they tell them that the ad was the reason why they're there to buy a car. Like social media is more kind of like, an impression thing where you, you know, you see that person over time. And so like, they become kind of like top of mind in your head when you're like, Oh, I need a car. Oh yeah. This one fucking car dealership. 
is always on Facebook. So like that's just the first one that pops in your head and that's the one you go to. But that's you know, right. It's kind of yeah, hard to think long term on that, you know. It's tough. It's it's such a big purchase that I think people just got conditioned to looking up, um, you know, looking in, in the newspaper or whatever they had to look at at the time when they were thinking about buying. But now these dealers have to meet you where you are and and exactly your point, stay top of mind and be relevant. Mm-hmm. So what uh, what industry, I guess, what's your vertical uh, that you specialize when it comes to marketing? So right now, it right now it's sports, but I've I've done. Um, I've done a lot of stuff. I've done packaged goods. I worked in healthcare and pharmaceutical for a number of years because I kind of thought maybe I would get some uh, positive benefit out of that, but <laughs> that really that really wasn't the case. Um, so right now it's sports. I've been at this for about four years at this agency. I got you. So what exactly was sports? Because I actually do football broadcasting for semi-pro football here in Arizona, and mm-hmm. that's also uh, you know a dream of mine. So what's uh, like what 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 um I guess avenue of sports i know that's another thing with digital marketing is we've seen it from anywhere from fashion with players that are you know i have a high profile in the fashion industry you know getting collabs and cross promotions with you know brands and suits and stuff like that all the way to now entertainment um basketball video games and uh you know Fortnite and that type of crossover what uh i guess what bridge are you kind of on when it comes to sports yeah, so it's sports sponsorship and sports partnership. So we are traditionally a consulting agency. We would take a brand like FedEx and do the deal for FedEx Field, and this agency actually did. Um, and so it's a lot of naming rights, a lot of uh, sports promotion and sponsorship. And so six years ago, this group that I lead now was was born. And when you have these deals, um, a lot of brands don't really execute them to the fullest. They have access to the team and athletes and all these things. And so what we do is make make the most out of your deal. Um, and if you have time with athletes, we'll do more interesting things. We'll create social content. We won't just set up meet and greets and autograph signings. And, and those work to an extent, but we want to make better use of the time and, and come out with content that you can put out the rest of the year. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's smart. Um, I do wonder, though, now with everything going on, like, uh, what did you guys kind of pivot to with, you know, they're basically in like no sports right now? Yeah, it's tough. It's um, I think the bar is so low for sports entertainment. Anyone's ready to jump into whatever looks like competitive something. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do a lot of uh, motorsports business. We have an office in Charlotte that was um, primarily built around motorsports down there. And I don't know if you guys are following um, a lot of the drivers, actual drivers in NASCAR are now um, in the e-gaming platform. So they got these rigs with the three oh. monitors around them and the steering wheel. And so that's going on. Uh, honestly, as we speak, there's a race right now. It's a second race. They did one last weekend. So a lot of esports, um, a lot of cameo style videos, a lot of one-to-one, a lot of video type stuff where we're you know, shouting out fans or rewarding fans. Um, so a lot of digital stuff. It, thankfully, in what, what what we do, the pivot hasn't had to be that strong um, because we're in digital and social primarily. Now it's just, okay, what do you do when you don't have access to this specific person? Can we come to them? Can we do something virtually? What can we do? Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. So with, I've, I've heard that like the goal, I guess some of the ROI with the social gathering or i'm sorry the digital gatherings of like 
um, the video game streams and stuff like that ultimately could lead to then those those ones you see on Instagram and stuff where they're like a, there's a large you know personal gathering where they're doing like a shoe signing or like a a pickup basketball charity game or something like that also you know leads into it but I guess with this current um, situation of like how everything's just kind of locked down and stuck at home and stuck at like to digital devices. I know with advertising and marketing, usually there's like forecasts or projections that you give to potential investors and stuff like that. How do you now kind of readjust knowing that nobody really has uh, an end, uh, uh, end in sight for this and there's really no clear direction? So I guess I'm curious on how you guys are going to give people that are coming on board kind of a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I mean, I think we all certainly see it. And, and I think the good thing about marketing and advertising is you have to market and advertising no matter what's going on. And I mm-hmm. think a lot of a lot of clients, whether we have them or I've just heard them in the industry, have said, we're, we're going to market our way out of this. And I believe that will be the case. Um, a lot of the interesting and, and more heartfelt stories you're hearing about, where whether it's brands doing something great, at the end of the day, that's marketing and advertising to get that story out there. So um, you know, we have a lot of a lot of clients, I think, quite frankly, don't know what to do. And that was maybe last week. And, and I don't blame them. It's yeah. unprecedented times. And I think everyone's looking at each other like, OK, what do we do now? But, um, you know, I think we're, we're fortunate that people are open. We're exploring online. We're exploring digital and social tools. We're exploring gaming um, and working in sports. I think it's it's a pretty natural fit um i mean out out there by you guys the suns are playing out the rest of their season with the, um, on uh, 2k yeah yeah i saw that it's fun right and so here's here's a club that hasn't uh done much in that space and after the first game whether it was people who were just starved for basketball mm-hmm. they got a ton of viewers and now they're at a point where they built a platform and they're actually having advertisers come at them so one game um i don't know if people will watch the rest of the season but like I said, people are so starved for basketball, you never know. Um, and I think it's just going to be reconfigurations. I saw an article uh, today or yesterday about in China, they're basically going to move basketball teams. Uh, they're going to like break up the divisions and they're going to move people into certain areas and you stay in those areas, you play those teams. Um, and so that way you can't really spread anything and you stay healthy as best you can. Um, who knows if the NBA may do that? It's, I think anything is on the table right now to be interesting and, and, and make sure that we can still have games, uh, this season. Yeah. I think I was reading something that the NBA was thinking about doing like a, a centralized location in, in, in Las Vegas where right. like they all stay in like, at like a, like a one hotel or something like that. And then they just play the games at one location. They don't travel, that's kind of a way to like, you know, mitigate the spread and they just spread out the games. And so that's like stuff that they've been looking into. But I, the thing that's like kind of like, I don't know, I'll say funny, but like most people are like online right now because they're home and they're not doing anything. And so if place or, you know, if businesses or companies are, you know, innovative or forward thinking right now, this is like the time, you know, ironically, I guess that you can like grab the most you know attention from people because they're all looking at social media like i was looking at my screen time on my iphone and it went up like three hours this last like two weeks that we've all been stuck at home so yeah this is this is like the time you can actually capture people and like you know what i'm saying if you do something smart 
with you know your marketing you know for sure yeah i mean in in our space it's always like you got to think outside your traditional competition because you're you're also competing with the internet but to your point right now people have a lot less stuff going on so mm -hmm. you do still have to you know stop them from scrolling but you know i just i just tweeted this morning i don't pay much attention when you get that alert and someone goes live i never pay any attention to it and now it's mm -hmm. like all right i'll check that out i right. mean the bar is just so low that you're it's like so let me, low let me see what's going on right, right. i used to i used to disdain the lives and now i was like who is it I <laughs> that's right <laughs> especially now you see steph curry talking to dr fauci you're like all right i might have to tune in for this <laughs> Uh, He's I mean, been the best news story. I mean, you look at and um, who was he on last night, or maybe it's I mean, Trevor Noah. Just, I think he was. On yes, like yeah. he's making the rounds. But I think it's also because we can't listen. Uh, we can't listen to this president. No one's paying attention, so they're like, "Listen, we gotta, we gotta come at you directly. How can yeah. I meet you where you are?" Well, I think it's also effective because I mean, you know, it's like. Uh, you know, sometimes you need a break from reality. Like, unfortunately, the news, I hear it a lot from my circle. Like, yo, I had to stop watching the news. It's sad. But, like, you actually have to be informed, too. And, unfortunately, like, they don't have a heartwarming, like, here's a dog rescues a pigeon story right now. You know, like, it's all corona. Well, yeah, so, with yeah. a dog giving a pigeon corona, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It was That's six what, feet, right? That's yeah. what the people want. You know what I'm saying? It's a tall dog. You know, but with that... Um, I think Fauci going around like giving us like the entertainment tip, giving us like the sports angle tip, not just straight like, oh yeah, people are dying and stay home. Like you know, eventually, you know, like you're saying, it's not funny, it's not like light, but if there's some good juice that could be squeezed from this, it's kind of just like, all right, man, tell us like anything uplifting right now. Um, so no, nah, I'm with it for sure, and and then that ties into just the digital space. He's been using what Zoom and Skype and everything's lit yeah. right now. Yeah. He's good. I mean, he's got a good team around him. Um, what do you guys think about the term social distancing? Because now somebody's breaking that up, saying we probably never should have called it like that because it sounds uh -huh. fun. It sounds like you can continue to have fun, but make sure you're six feet. Yeah, Price just said personal. I think that's what they're trying to change it to, right? Physical distancing. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, a lot of a lot of people have been confused on it because it's like people think like, oh, like I can still like go to my family's house, right? And like just not friends, but then it's like. Nah, you can't really do that either. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like you gotta if you live with the person, you you're there with them all the time. Like, you know what I mean? You gotta drop stuff off to your parents, you kinda leave it at the door. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like obviously people who are older or have like a compromised immune systems, like kinda really gotta be on it. But yeah, I think everybody's kinda confused on what the actual meaning is. I walk around the grocery store judging everybody now. Uh, I walk around a grocery store dodging everybody, man. I'm like, I'm trying to make sure I got the bubble. Somebody tried to come in. I'm like moving out the way. Like, I feel kind of weird. Like, like it's a little rude. Like, they, like I just pretend everybody's smelling. On the, you know flip I mean? side, on the flip side of that, though, I see an old person. And I'm like, let me know if you need anything. <laughs> Don't get too close to him. <laughs> I want to I be on Facebook being like, yo, this guy saw there was no toilet paper left. And, you know, he gave it to the old lady. But secretly, I already bought like three, so he good. You gotta make sure to hit record, or else it never happened. It yeah, happen, I'm bro. like, I'm like, oh, miss, you need help? Can you hold the camera though, so I can get like <laughs> some retweets? Um, but now nah, social distancing, man. Like, honestly, uh, me and Ty, we try not to get too political, obviously, you know, on the pod to scare some of the buckets. But 
you know, it's it's clear where we lean. Uh, I personally have a sister that works uh, in the Depart- Department of Health in New York City, and she's like been studying coronavirus for many years now and kind of has been hip to it. So I listen to medical officials like within my circle. Um, so I'm I've kind of been like, all right, cool. I'll, you know, they tell me to stay away from people. Um, not to be like you know a trendsetter, but I, I I'd like to stay at home before this <laughs> this crisis hit. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I had yeah. I was up on Netflix and all that stuff. Uh, I I will say I'm a little hypocritical because I just just this week I'm gonna now start working from home. I've been at the office, um, mainly because I've been of like one of only five people there. So I guess the you know the body counts low, but mm-hmm. um, I just got internet set up in my new apartment and my girlfriend needs kind of the setup that i'm using now so that's uh you know that's another thing is unfortunate bro like i, I don't know what we got to do to get because if you notice we're all working from home now so our utility bills are about to spike i'm paying extra for furniture that i wouldn't need you know <laughs> i'm running up my toilet paper and my own paper towels where i bank on using the offices bro i feel <laughs> like i'm i'm like using all this stuff that i don't usually go through like how am i going through toothpaste faster yeah. i'm brushing my teeth more like what is happening? <laughs> like how are we running out of toothpaste quicker? Yeah, dude, you yell at yourself for doing yeah, yo, who, who ate all the chips? I did. <laughs> me. Yeah. My Man, bank like, account's looking at me funny, like, bro, why are you going grocery shopping every two days? Like you don't got it like that. Uh, yeah. So um but yeah, man. I mean, so for you, Keith, like, what's uh, the you know? Do you usually work from home, or you do you have an office, or now back at home? Like, what's kind of your setup and What's your social distancing experience been? Yeah, we've been uh, we've been working from home for about three weeks. the The news now is we'll be doing the same thing at least through the end of April. So I'm sure that will be longer, but at least that's right now. Um, and yeah, aside from like a day or two a week, um, you know, given we have the tools and technology to get the job done wherever, I'm not too hard on people being in the office Monday through Friday, nine to five. So. The benefit is, as, as I lead a team, I'm able to tell people this is what I think is going to work and, and do what you need to do. So, But now five days a week, it's it's a change. So, But for me, the, the morning routine is not much different. I have two young kids. Um, you know, I see all over the Internet. It's like, get up like on time when you normally would and take a shower and all this. I'm like, I'm doing that anyway. I mean, for me, the issue has been I'm sucked into sitting in the same spot for hours because you don't have these meetings, you don't have to go somewhere. Um, my podcast listening is so down because I'm not commuting. So I'm trying to, to like play some stuff in the background, keep listening. I'm trying to take time to go out outside, especially. Um, I'm trying to institute a four o'clock happy hour. That's been an everyday thing. So now my alcohol is off the charts. So <laughs> I'm working through it. I am. This, it, this is a process. I'm working through it. I got you. <laughs> Uh, well then, you know, we know we got, we got to let you go soon, but you know, shake it up a little bit. Um, I noticed in your your profile, you said you're a burger addict. Uh, me and Ty consider ourselves self-appointed foodies ourselves, And, you know, we go at it with food debates and stuff like that. So, you know, tell us a little bit like me personally, my favorite type of burger. I'm weird. Like I'm not, I don't like gourmet burgers. I don't like homemade. I like the middle of the (laughs) chains. I like the Outback Steakhouse burgers. I like, Culver's steakhouse burgers. So wild. you know what I'm saying. So yeah, tell me about your burger, your burger knowledge, your burger wisdom, kind of you know how the love started. 
Yeah, I I don't know how the love started, but um, it, it it got bad. I mean, you you you're you're clued into addict, the use of addict. It is as bad as the doctor had to tell me to cut back, and that was <laughs> over a year ago. Um, Get a new I'm, doctor, man. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying my best to listen, um, but it's bad. So I tried to you know keep it to two or three a month, which is not easy, but um, I do my best. And I'm a purist. I don't. I don't like all the you know stuff on it. I like just a you know straight up well cooked buns. Got to be real soft. You know cheese. It could just be American cheese. That's fine. But you know Five Guys to me is like you know your buddy that made a banging backyard burger every single time. Like I love that they do such a good job. And the fact that they don't care how many toppings you put on that thing, I respect the hell out of them. So I, I love them. Um, and out here, you know, um, it's, it's not branched out to your neck of the woods yet, but is, is Shake Shack. I mean, that, that to me is a problem. That is a, I finished that burger and in my mind think I can put down a second and that's, that's the issue. <laughs> I say that too. Like I actually have this weird habit that when I eat a burger, I've noticed it never leaves my hand until it's gone. Like it'll never go back on the plate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you don't like, put it down. Nah. And then... I actually had a boss that was like a weird OCD eater that would have to have a burger to french fry bite ratio. Huh. And one time he called me in the office and I thought I was in trouble. And he's like, hey, I need you to finish my burger. And I was like, <laughs> why? He's like, I ran out of fries and the, the bite to ratio is off. And I was like, are you serious? You're fucking with me. And he was serious, bro. Like he wouldn't. He's like, sir, I can't throw this out either. Like I'm not going to waste food, Jesse. I was like, well, you kind of are <laughs> by, messing up, <laughs> by messing up this ratio. You know what I'm saying? But uh, you got so yeah, to go to five from. guys, bro, because then they give you a pound of fries with the burger, bro. You're never going to run out of fries. That's right. And never. charge you 36, 24. <laughs> <laughs> it is steep. I'm not going to front. Like, it is Dude. a little. But I'm, I'm with you. I feel like people who really like burgers, they always pick five guys over, like, in and out because it's. And I feel like in and out's like the. To like pick if you're maybe if you're born in Cali or something, but usually it's to pick if you're not that hard in the burgers. You know what I mean? No, it's time and place. If I'm out there, I will eat it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shit on it. But yeah. no, it's it's nowhere in the top five no. for me. And it's funny you mentioned about the five guy fries. I've never gotten a large fry. I'm sort of scared to get a large fry from five. Why guys. would you? You wouldn't need to. You it's get to small. Has uh, anybody man. done it though? That's what I want to know. I, I feel like you're getting a large just because you got a family and you only got the large to feed everybody. <laughs> yeah. and, you're, and you're using the potato sack for storage later. Yeah, so. yeah. Yep. Never, yep. They they just they give you the little small thing and they just take a huge scoop and just throw it in the bag. Like there's no point in ordering the large. What about uh? All right, so then Keith, uh, Big Mac or Whopper? Ooh, I'm I'm a good Whopper. I'm not. I'm not a real McDonald's guy. Even even we can even talk breakfast. I really can't stand anything on the McDonald's breakfast. Menu. Whoa, whoa! Even the burrito. Whoa! No, I can't. Damn. I cannot. Burger King all the way, man. Can't do I'm it. Even their breakfast. Okay. I'm I'm thinking of what's that Burger King breakfast like? The cinnamon. I know they got the cinnamon. The croissant witch. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I give you that. Your coffee. Yeah. I don't know. I like McDonald's breakfast. The McCafe has got my heart beat. Um, they have they have good coffee. I didn't realize they changed their coffee. And I was in Florida for the Daytona 500 and ordered a nice coffee. I thought they messed it up, but now they only have chocolate and vanilla. So I don't I don't mess with them anymore. I hear you on that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, now um, I'm curious though. I need a top five burger spot now. I know yeah, I know yeah. I know it's five guys probably one and Shake Shack two or something like that. But what's the rest of that? 
Yeah, I mean, in, in the city, I'm I'm always hitting those old haunts, like the been around since the '60s, '50s, and still make just a classic burger. Not necessarily the you got to knock twice on a garbage can and somebody opens a door and lets you mm-hmm. in the secret. Like I'm not into that. Um, but there there's a lot of good ones. And when I'm traveling, I'm trying to go somewhere somewhere local, but um, it's hard because I think. Uh, you got to get the right meat. It's got to be a nice blend. And that's why I say I'm an addict because I just, it can't just be a run of the mill piece of meat. Um, yeah. I'm pretty hard on it. I, I agree, that. man. I actually, uh, uh, personal record, they have the grocery stores here. I'm sure everywhere, but they have a deal sometimes 10 burgers, 10 patties for $10. And uh, my record was 10 in a weekend. I had like two on Friday, <laughs> and four, four on Saturday, and four on Sunday. Um, and, you know, it was cool. The only problem is most buns, when you buy them, they come in packs of eight. So those last two burgers were doubles. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ah, smart. I was like, what do you do? Just eat them on, like, you do, like, the lettuce buns or something like that? I made it. I, I did a double down. I put the patties in between two bacon bits, <laughs> like yeah. KFC's gross. Oh. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm, guessing a, I'm guessing a purist probably takes the meat and makes their own kind of patties. Like, they're not doing the pre-patties. No, I mean, I will do that, but you're yeah. right. If I don't I don't mix my own stuff, I will go to a butcher in the summer when I am grilling, but um I try to, you know, dine where I can. Right now, I mean, I'm I'm a, a bit concerned about what's going to happen coming out of all this with the service industry. I think it's yeah. going to be it's going to be pretty bleak. Um so time will tell, but you know, the the new measures of like we'll we'll deliver alcohol to your car, uh, yeah. curbside like cocktails to go. Like I hope all that shit stays because that that's been great. They need to set up drive-throughs at more of these liquor stores. That's what they need to do. Yeah, it's they're all scrambling to stay relevant and stay in mm-hmm. business, and I appreciate it. But I do hope these things remain after yeah. we're in the clear with this COVID stuff. Bro, I'm so afraid of my little fuzz shop down the street. I love that place. But it is never packed when even before this. <laughs> and so I'm scared. I don't want him to go. He's got yeah. rona soup, bro, on the nice, menu. Nah, nice little Vietnamese lady, bro. I don't want her to lose her business, man. It's getting, it's getting, it is getting bleak out here. You know, it's funny. My girl, too, I was like telling her, I was like, yo, we got to go. We drove through a Taco Bell yesterday. And I got like a quick bite just between meals. And I was like, yo, good thing we're supporting. She's like, Taco Bell doesn't need our help, bro. You know? I was like, oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's nice of you, though. <laughs> but uh, all right, man. Keith, appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, before we Thanks let you go, uh, you know, obviously we want to look forward to the future, man. Obviously we could connect. You know, maybe we can down the road figure out something with sports when sports come back. Um, For sure. But in the you know in the interim, what you know, any message, any shout outs you want to give? We usually do a song of the week segment. Uh, if there's like some music you want to promote or anything you got going on, man. Uh, yeah if you're a soundcloud rapper you know what i'm saying uh yeah let me spin one up real quick (laughs) you know what i'm saying i'm I'm terribly i'm terribly boring man i got two young kids i haven't seen a movie that wasn't disney in a long time and Mm. music's been i gotta i gotta somebody's gotta send me something otherwise i don't know what the hell's going on so i listen to a lot of podcasts um so i will i'll plug my twitter i'm keith s on twitter the other thing I'll plug, and I just brought it back uh, during this whole Corona stuff, is I had a, a blog that I would post things that inspired me, and that was about uh, eight, seven, eight years ago. I brought that back. So stories, pictures, things that people are finding inspiration right now, it felt like a good time to bring that back. 
So that's allthatinspiresme.com. People can submit, and I'd love to have you submit um, what's inspiring you, and I can add it. Yeah, that'd be sick, dude. That's, Appreciate that's that. I, uh, I write some poetry on the side myself. Um, so Bring it yeah. on. I'm all about that stuff. So, but yeah, appreciate you taking the time, man. I know. Thank you so um, much. I know Twitter's weird and social media can bring people together, but yeah, you know that's what it's about, man. We've been building this platform for about three years now, and you know we're, we're kind of slow burning it. You know we're you know we don't do the crazy you know stage and you know social gathering and stuff. We're more digital, so we appreciate when you know the we can bridge the gap between you know Twitter and Instagram and all those. But, um, yeah, again, appreciate you coming on, man, and uh, stay safe, and best of luck to the future, and hope sports come back sooner than later, man. <laughs> yeah, man, you, you guys as well. Appreciate the invite, and uh, like you said, look forward to talking to you further on Twitter. That's where I'm at, and I know I'll, that's where I'll be finding you guys. That's right. Nice. Appreciate it, man. All right, boy. See you. Later. But yesterday, I went to get my car washed because I, I was using my car. I've been moving a lot, you know what I'm saying? So I've been using my car as a storage unit. Mm-hmm. And it smells, bro. I don't know what I stepped in, but, like, there's something really smelly in my car. Oh, like, shit. So what are you going to do, man? I don't know. And I've been washing it, washing it, like, with a sponge and shampoo, soap, and it still reeks. And to a uh... point, bro, and you'll get this, to the point, I, I bought one of those wild tree air fresheners at the uh-huh. gas station. And threw it in that bitch. Joelle started smelling it. She's like, Jesse, your your car smells like a public bathroom. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, yo. And it does, bro. It smelled like high school bathroom, bro. Oh, and I was like, yo, this is disgusting. So then I was like, all right, let me try and spray it. With, I started spraying it with, like, Febreze. We, we drive around again. She goes, now it smells like a diaper. I'm like, fuck, yo. Uh, so, I dude, my car's. You gotta get that like professionally done, man. Right. So yesterday I go to Jackson's car wash because we had to go to the grocery store, which is essential. You're allowed to be out the grocery shop. You know what I'm saying? Or obviously, yeah. The car wash uh, spot still open? I mean, I guess usually you just rolling through there, right? Yeah, you're not rolling through ten people <laughs> through the wash. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So anyway, so I drop my car off or whatever. I tell him the story. I'm like, hey, um, my car smells. I don't know what it is. I hope you guys can wash it. Thanks. Um, I drop it off. I go shopping. Come back, bro. I don't have my receipt because my receipt was just like in Joelle's car because we took her car to go grocery shopping. Mm -hmm. And I see my car parked out front, so I know they're done with it. So I just need to get the keys. So I roll up and I was like, hey, I'm I'm the driver of the Kia Soul. Uh, And mind you, I already paid before I left. So all I needed was the keys for him. Yeah. She's like, oh, do you have a receipt? I was like, oh, nah, sorry. It's actually at my girl's house, but I have um my debit card that I paid with and my ID. Like, what else do you need? And she's like, oh, I really need the receipt. 
<laughs> and I was like, well, nah, I mean, I already paid for it. So, like, there's nothing to scan or anything. I just need my keys, you know? Like, that's the car. I'm looking at it. And she's like, yeah, well, do you know who helped you? I was like, well, I, I mean, I paid up front here. And the guy that helped me was one of the guys I talked to. Like, does he have the keys? She's like, yeah, but he's going to need the receipt, too. And I was like, listen, I don't have the receipt. She's like, well, can you call your girlfriend? I was like, no, fam. Can you just... <laughs> Can you just get me my keys, right? Right. So she's like, I, I wish I could help you, but just know this is protecting you. I was like, how is this protecting me? Because they're like, if you if it was somebody who wasn't actually there, and they're just like, oh, yeah, that's my car. Give me my keys. They could just steal your car. Without my – I have my driver's license, though. I'm like, I'm Jesse Burke. Here's my ID. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they know that, do they, from charging you out? They just give you the receipt. No, one of my name's on the card, because when they charged me, it was Jesse Burke that paid for you know what I'm saying? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if that prints out. I have no clue. Sounds like you're on their side. <laughs> I'm saying they're trying to make sure motherfuckers don't just walk into the car wash like, oh, yeah, that's my joint right there. And then they just hand the key to some random person. And they just drive off with a car. I'm aware of that. But if you could provide, like, yo, I'm Jesse Burke, and here's my ID, then it should be cool. Right. I just don't have... I obviously have no clue if they could track shit like that. But I'm guessing... If it's like the dude who you cashed out with saw you, should have been easy. Like, oh, yeah, that's you. I know this is your car because I saw you. Here you go. Like, you know what I mean? So then he comes back, and at this point, I'm hot. And he's like, I was like, bro, can I get my keys? And he's like, whoa, what, what do you mean? What's the problem? I was like, what do you mean? Like, you, know, I, I'm the only dude that just got a car wash. Like, it's the only car here. Can I have it? Like, it's my, you know, he's just like, all right, my baby, bro, we have, we've done a lot of cars today. I was like, yeah, I know. But right now, that's the only car. <laughs> I I just paid like can I it's the only set of keys you got it's mine you know mm. and he's like uh yeah bro that's all that's all you gotta do is ask I was like that's not the case because I've been asking oh <laughs> <laughs> girl ain't no bro <laughs> yeah so then so then I'm letting the girl rip and I'm being nice but also I was like just I didn't curse or nothing but I was just like yo I was like miss and at a time like now you know I need help. People need help. You know what I'm saying? All you have to do is use your resources. Call dude to get my keys. You're making me do above and beyond. This is a little much. All right? I already paid you guys. And she's like, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. I was just like, whatever, man. So then I get my keys. And the guy was like, hey, man, I washed your car. I was like, okay. He's like, what What'd you have in there, man? It was, it was bad, bro. <laughs> He's right. He's like, yo, I'm, I think I need more tip, bro. <laughs> so, but to be real, they fucked up his money because I didn't tell. Oh I was just, wow! Hey, bro, they they had my shit for like twenty extra minutes. It was extra. So cleaning the car. Uh, no, but they a team. Oh, bro, come on, man! So, I didn't pay sixty dollars, bro. Fuck oh, man! So anyway, sixty dollars. What happened? That, the dude cleaned your car, don't get the $60. He getting paid minimum wage. Okay, bro, I, what do you want me to do? Like, yo, like. <laughs> That's what I want you to do. <laughs> no, I, mean, I take the L. Come on, bro. No, has... he don't take the L. He cleaned your damn car. Okay, so where do I get back? What? He cleaned my car, and they fucked up the service. So what do you want from me? The, yeah. services, they, the services, I drop my car off. They this clean what, it, and they what... give me the car back. You the, tip the, the guy. fucked up. You tip the guy who cleaned your car that smelled like Chernobyl, and you just don't go back to that location because the service was trash. That's what happens. That's how you get to get back and not stiff dude on the tip. So now I got to drive around to make sure my car don't <laughs>
That is, yeah, that, they probably like, I wish I didn't clean it now. Shit. But what I did, really, it's a mystery. I don't know what it was. My guess, and it's wrong, was I thought it was a coffee that I spilled that had milk in it, and the milk went bad. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Why would, yeah, ew. Yeah, yeah. you driving around sipping coffee, man? I'm fancy. That shit dangerous, bro. So, that was <laughs> my karma for leaving the fucking house. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but nah, so that, I, I was like, whatever, man. Like, that was wild. But you're right. I'm not going back there. I gotta pick <laughs> a, another Everybody spot. Everybody got the wall, bro. They got their whole face up there. Bro, um, so there was that. And then... Uh, yeah, I watched the movie, man. But anyway, did you have any, before I do my movie review, did you do any, did you leave the house at all this weekend? Uh, we went and did, um, you left the house one time to get groceries. We did the Walmart, like, like pickup. So we didn't have to go inside. Didn't want to, you know, even like have to contact people. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Catch the Rona. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we did that at the, the Walmart, but you know, we were fucking with the app. Or I think I, was, I did it online, so it was, was kind of like, it seemed kind of like good. You know, you go in there, you look at what you want, add it to the cart. They only let you get, like, two things or whatever. So, you, you know, you add all your shit. Like, it, it feels a little weird not to be, like, in the store and, like, seeing shit. But I'm, I'm guessing, like, doing it that way means that you won't just start buying shit that you didn't actually come for. You know what I mean? Which has been happening the last couple of times we've gone to the store, just, like, picking up shit that we had no business picking up, and now our fucking cupboard's full of the random shit, and I'm like, this ain't none of this shit is even the shit I want. I bought a ba- <laughs> I bought a red bag of Doritos that's like tall as me. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm gonna eat this, like yeah, but it's like where you know. Um, but yeah, no. So we did that. We showed up to to Walmart. It was weird because you know first we started driving and Katie's driving and she's like, ah, let's get some fresh air. She opens up the she rolls down the window and as soon as she rolled down the window, like a big ass truck drove by. And I don't know if they like kicked up dust, but it went directly in her eye. <laughs> and she's like, oh, and then she couldn't see. And I'm like, well, <laughs> and it was like right after she like rolled down the window, it sucked. And so we had to literally like, she couldn't see. Like we really had to like switch like driver's seat so we could go. And so like, it, I mean, that might have been an omen because like we, then we like get to the place. And for some reason, like the app, it tells you like check in before you come so they know you're coming or whatever. And, like, it wouldn't let me check in for nothing. I'm like, what the hell? And so we get there. We, we park in the little pickup spot. And it still wouldn't let me check in. But there was, like, a number to call for them to come out. And, like, we're calling a number. And then they don't answer. And we're like, bro, what? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> like, yo, like, we can get our fucking groceries. And then, like, finally this lady comes up to me. He's like, oh, what's up? Like, what was your order? And I just tell her my name. She's like, oh, okay. And then she, like, leaves. And we're like, all right, I guess we're good. And then, like, pretty much, like, 20 minutes went by, and we're just still just chilling in the car. And Katie's like, where the fuck is our groceries? <laughs> Does somebody, like, leave with our groceries? Like, I'm like, how are they going to leave with our groceries? They, like, you don't you think they would, like, verify who we were or something? And she's like, I don't know. So then Katie's, like, standing outside our car, like, being impatient and shit and, like, like trying to ask people, like, like is that our groceries? <laughs> I'm like, ah, I guess this is kind of more of a hassle than I thought it'd be. But, it, you know, still didn't have to go inside and talk to people, so. But that, you know, that's literally the only thing we've done in yeah, terms of like going paper? out. We didn't even, we don't even need toilet paper, bro. I told you we got the hack. Oh, uh, true. I, I don't even think we need some either, but I'm just still like, just, they getting in my head about it. I'd be but It's then, you know, it's wild because like after that, I went to Bashes, which is like, nobody goes to Bashes. Have you ever been to Bashes? Like once. 
Nobody goes to Bastion. So uh-huh. we, we went there and like they got mad shit. So because nobody wants to go there. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, maybe we just go to Bashes, bro. There's not that many people there. You know what I'm saying? They're not out of stock of shit. We could just go there when we need something quick. Um, but yeah, so you know, we went there and then we kind of like dipped. But other than that, we've just been chilling. I've been watching. I watched like all the season three of Ozark, which is fire. I don't know if I've ever done a review on that one, but if you haven't watched it, it's probably like I think right now is the best show on Netflix. Like it seemed like HBO quality to me. But like if you like like kind of like thriller suspense type shit, like you know just a just a background on it. Jason Bateman, you know who's usually known for comedies, but this is serious. It's pretty much he's a money launderer for the mob. And like shit kind of goes awry because his partner, like you know, steals money from the the mob ball or not? Did I say the mob, the cartel. That's what he's money laundering, uh, money laundering for. And like his partner kind of fucks him over, and so like shit goes down, and they gotta move from Chicago to the Ozarks, which is in Missouri, and uh, like his whole family and shit. And then it kind of everything just kind of rolls from there. But yeah, it's been. I feel like every season has gotten better, and so and this one for sure was was pretty fire so if you need something to watch like definitely watch that shit and also everybody in america is watching tiger king did you watch that shit no i might have to cave because everybody's talking about it which the only backstory that i heard that's kind of intriguing me is that john oliver did a segment on him that i heard would be a funny bridge so i might watch it now yeah it's funny because i didn't really think about it but i had seen that john oliver show like that literal thing that he did and I didn't realize that I had seen it until I watched it. I was like, oh, wait, this is that guy. But, dude, like, you got to watch it. First of all, you fuck with the docs anyway. So I know that's in, I know that's in your wave. I'm usually not the documentary Right, person. but I like docs that are like, yo, I like this athlete, so let me watch this doc. I'm not oh. just like, like, it. this guy is not something that I would be intrigued. At. You know what I'm saying? Wait, like, I don't really. You watch the Aaron Hernandez one because you like Aaron Hernandez? I like football. And I, I, <laughs> I thought it was it was interesting story. And there was yeah, a yeah. Super Bowl scene about the Giants. So. Yeah, yeah. Nah, this one is, see, again, I'm not really doc, true crime, mystery dude, but, like, this one is insane because it's, like, everybody in the whole shit is absurd. Like, every single person that you meet in the documentary is absurd. And it's like, bro, what? And it's hilarious. Like, the, it's, it's entertaining as hell, and also, it's just hilarious. You know what I mean? Like, this shit is fucking funny, like, the whole way through. And then so It's like a cops episode of Cops. Kinda, yeah. It's like kind of like an episode of Cops on like steroids and and cocaine and meth. But it's like the people in it is like insane, and like you you won't see anything coming the whole time. Like every episode, someone's gonna catch you off guard to where at the end of it, shit that should have been catching you off guard, you're just gonna be like, oh, I guess that's just the norm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) like it's it's insane. Like I, you know, we finished it yesterday. And I, I guess this gives you, like, some context. People who've seen it will know. But you see so much crazy shit in this documentary that at one point, a dude is getting interviewed about something that's going on. And he runs a bath during an interview and gets into the bath in jeans. And you don't, I didn't even think about it because the whole rest of the damn thing is so crazy. <laughs> that right, I, now, I, I get, this shit is normal now. The America ties the reason I watch things. Not any of you guys don't do it for me. You guys are just LOL Tiger King. That ain't it. I need nah, this. this shit is crazy. I need this. Everything about this doc is it's, it's, it's entertaining. It's, you just you know, I feel like if y'all if y'all you and Joel kind of chilling, not knowing what to do, 
no, no one to watch. Like, I, you're gonna definitely think this is funny, at the very least. And if not, you're like, this shit is wild. I've been telling people, and you're right, man. Teams stay home. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, we're ahead of the curve by flattening the curve. You like that? Yeah. And you know what I'm saying we got Netflix, Hulu. We're on Spotify, SoundCloud, not Spotify, but uh, <laughs> so we. Shouts to me. I watched the movie last night. Uh, I was saying that this is the time to watch the B Squad movies. Watch the stuff that makes you go like, all right, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched earlier in the week. We watched uh, "He's Not That Into You" with I think uh, Scarlett Johansson. Oh, the old joint. Yeah, and it was funny because it was a little predictable and stuff, but it was it was right. He wasn't that into. You. Uh, then I watched <laughs> "Ugly Truth" with Draw Butler. Um, and then last night I watched on Hulu is a Pete Davidson movie called Big Time Adolescence. Oh yeah, I've seen that on Hulu. I was thinking about it. Is it good? It, it actually was pretty good. Um, I actually thought it was like a better version of what mid nineties could have been mm. uh, because what it was about, uh, main character, Pete Davidson, Zeke, uh, he is the boyfriend of the other character, Monroe's sister, but then they break up early in the movie type thing. And the rest of the movie is just kind of like how Monroe still hangs out and looks up to Zeke. And Zeke is kind of like, you know, kind of a a, a lame-o in the sense that he stayed in his hometown and still hangs out at parties and sells drugs to high school kids, even though he's like in his early 20s. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just kind of the coming-of-age story for Monroe learning kind of things not to do in high school while he's in high school. And I liked it because it was pretty straightforward and you know, linear, uh, for what it was like, again, it wasn't, you know, it's not an A stock movie for a B stock movie though. I'd give it, yeah, like four out of five buck ads. All right. All right. Yeah. So in the real world, it's probably like three buck ads, you know, but, uh, yeah, I check it out, bro. It's short too, like an hour and a half and, uh, yeah, check it out. Oh yeah. Okay. Definitely. I was, yeah, I saw it on Hulu. There's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of movies on Hulu that I've been like kind of thinking about watching that they just seem like shit that I would never watch unless I had like a crazy amount of free time, which is right now, so, but yeah, nah, I saw that, I was thinking about that, there was like another movie with, I think, Tom Hanks' kid that's, or, was it Tom Hanks or is it, um the fuck is that dude's name? The dude, who's the dude from, uh Cheaper, was it Cheaper by the Dozen? Is that the, the movie with all the kids? Leslie Nielsen? No, no, the dude. The dude is Leslie Nielsen's a dude, but I know you're right. That's not his name. Um, oh, I don't know. He was in Bowfinger too, right? Oh, you're thinking? Uh, yeah, you know what? I think I'm Steve Martin is who we think. Yeah, is. Steve That's Martin. Not, not Steve Martin's son. Fuck. Who? Who's? All right. Now I'm like I'm getting everybody confused. Who's the dad in Parent Trap? Dude, I don't know. I know the girl's Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> All right, fuck it. Whatever. It's it's somebody who's famous, son. And uh, this other chick that I watched, and um, it's like this Asian chick from another show that I watched that I saw on there that I wanted to watch. Um, the girl from Parks and Rec, Aubrey Plaza, is in a movie on there where she's like kind of like an internet stalker of a celebrity. I think it's uh, Elizabeth Olsen. And like that's the movie that was on there. I think it's called Angry Goes West or something. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll watch that. At some fucking point, but like, you know what I mean, it's just like, I ain't, it's not, you're not as super motivated to watch those kind of like random indie films, but eventually I probably, as long as, as this quarantine goes on longer and I'll run out of shit, TV shows to actually watch, like, I'm gonna have to, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, I mean, like you're saying, you might be a little ahead of the curve, but because you've been you watch a lot of shit already. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know again, dude, I still I don't know what it it has to be like a I don't want to say disorder, but it has to be something wrong with me that makes me want to rewatch it over and over again. Like last night, I couldn't sleep because I fell asleep around. <laughs> nine woke up couldn't fall back to sleep and i just mm-hmm. watched i watched like an hour or 40 minutes of the fire fest documentary again wow you watched a doc over i've never done that before <laughs> oh, i've watched a doc over many times so that's crazy yeah no nah, i've been weirdo bro i don't know what it about it's like comfort food for me over, bro. i guess i get that i get i i'm gonna watch way... tiger king though uh, after lion king <laughs> there you go there you go i know i kind of get it because it's like you know like when you watch something new there's a chance that you watch it and it doesn't, you don't get any enjoyment out of it. And so, like, you know what I'm saying? If it's something you already know you fuck with, watching it again is like, you know what, you know, you know it's going to hit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Whereas, like, trying something new is not, you're just not really sure. But, you know, that's, I don't know. I have the opposite thing. Like, I got to, like, I rather, I prefer hearing something new a lot of times than going back to something I know was, like, okay. Like, it got to be great for me to go back to it. You know what I'm saying? But, you know what I'm saying? I'd rather watch something new and it'd be bad than watch something I've already seen that was like, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's another, it's kind of like I said, going to a restaurant and knowing you'll get the chicken fingers and fries. Cause if mm-hmm. you r- risk it and get a plate, then you're kind of yeah. 50, 50, 50, you know? Yeah. That's how I try to be at restaurants, but then I got, I get menu anxiety and I'm just like pissed. Like, <laughs> I, bro, I'm so mad. Cause like before quarantine and all this shit was going down, we went to, I think I might have talked about it on the pod. We went to the, the like sushi joint and they had like so much like fire looking ramen bowls on their di- on their thing. But it was like our first time there and then we went, we like, oh, we're going to go to the sushi spot. So I felt like I had to get sushi. You know what I mean? But I was like, all right, whatever. And I was like, I was like, you know, wringing my arm over it like, fuck, should I get the sushi or should I get, you know what I'm saying? Or should I just get this ramen bowl that looks fucking fire? And they had like so many different ramen ones. And I was like, no, whatever, I'll just get sushi. We'll come back, right? <laughs> and, of course, that's the last time we went, because that was the last time I went out since this fucking lockdown. And so I was like, bro, I might never get that ramen, bro. It might be a wrap for me. <laughs> See, and there's also that fear of, like, you might like it too much. And then you're like, I messed up by getting the other stuff. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then also, you know, it's a new dynamic. I know you've been living with your girl for a while. Mm-hmm. Um. A funny dynamic for me, like you said, watching a new show. There might be a show that I, I'm like, all right, I'll watch it for 10 minutes. And then she'll be like, oh, what are you watching? And then I'll tell her. And then she'll sit down and watch it. And I'm kind of like, yo, I don't, I'm not committed to this stuff. So I might change it. So I don't like it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So it's like she gets into it and you're like, ah, I don't really want to watch it. Anymore. Yeah, I was going to change it. She's like, oh, well, we have three other TVs. Like, I'm like, all right, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah. See, the thing that's wild is usually... Katie's like reading and we had to like, you know, we pretty much got to like set what actual show that we want to watch together. So we're like, you don't watch this together because usually if I'm watching, she'll like chime. Like if I'm watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is like funny as hell, still underrated. So if you need something to watch, go to Hulu and watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Like definitely a funny ass (laughs) show that people have been sleeping on. But uh, it's like eight seasons. So was it Family Guy or someone made fun of? They're like, what about Brooklyn Nine Ten? Like, all right, this guy has one idea. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, definitely check that shit out. Um, but yeah, no, she'll like laugh and be like, oh, this I love this show because it's funny. Same thing with Blackish. Um, 
but like, and I was watching Ozark, and so she was like, she was like, oh, I'm not really watching this, but I can tell this is a great show. But like, you know, usually it's not like me watching something she gets into it, and then I'm like, all right, I'm about to dip on this, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, I can see how that would happen. That's funny though. <laughs> yeah, um, but now nah, I mean, so far it's kind of been whatever. Um, there hasn't been many much sports, so you know, there's really nothing to turn to. I watch old. You know, I'm like that. I'm a I'm a historian when it comes to sports, so I like watching old like you know, championship games and old like uh, playoff matchups and stuff. Yeah, I know. I know. Like ESPN has just been doing that thing where they're like they pick up an athlete and kind of been doing like all their classic games or something. I know they did like a Tom Brady day. They did like a Peyton Manning day where they were like going through all their good games and just re-airing those. And I know right now NFL like watch or whatever the hell it is and NBA TV are, like, free right now for, like, a month. And so you can go there and, like, watch old games if you want. So if you want to watch – I don't know if you can watch the playoff games, but you can watch the Giants win the Super Bowl again if you want. Yeah, I've been doing that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I always love – they always love – you know those uh, memes where it'll be a room with, like, a bunch of picture, a bunch of speakers? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, what's the first song you playing? And I'm like, the last 35 seconds of Super Bowl 42. You, you know what I'm saying? But – um, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think we I think we reached that time. Brum, brum, brum. You know what I'm Song saying, bro. What what you got this week? Uh, you know, in my bag a little bit. As we spoke on it, with shouts to the guests, shouts to Keith for coming on the pod, shouts to Sunday Scaries holding down my anxieties. You know, use promo code fifteen percent bucket up. Uh, promo code bucket up to get fifteen percent off. You know what I'm saying? I need to restock my gummies myself. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm a little, you know, upset that sports is a little MIA right now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, uh, what else? The gym is MIA. Some of our day-to-day activities are MIA. So I'm going with a Marion MIA. Oh, okay. There you go. All right. Um, you know how I usually do it. Um, slaps, bops, and bangs, and then I give you all a couple album reviews. Um, I saw on this week that uh, bops. I'm going to go with um, Ari Lennox. Dropped a little three-pack of songs over the weekend. This was remixed from her album that dropped, I think, either like around a year ago or maybe like a little bit less than. Uh, she did a little remix with BMO with, with uh, Doja Cat, who's been kind of blowing up recently. Um, but, yeah, she did a, a remix of that. That shit pretty fire. Even though I already fucked with the, the original, so just adding Doja Cat on there was pretty fire. So definitely check that one out. Um, my song that slaps... Is somebody that like I kind of like heard on the internet, but I hadn't really like taken the time to listen to for some reason. Uh, but Rod Wave, Hard on Ice, like you know, it, it seems it sounds a lot like you know the rap that you kind of hear today in terms of like you know a lot of dudes kind of doing a thing where they're like singing and rapping. You know what I mean? But uh, it's definitely it's definitely fire. You can you can kind of like it feel like he's like really pain in his voice, I guess. Um, but yeah, definitely listen to it. I think it's pretty fire. If you you probably you might have heard the clips or something like that that's been circling in the internet, and you're like, oh, that's that dude. So yeah, definitely check that one out. I'll probably put it on the pod. And then my song that bang, um, I'm gonna pick one from an album I reviewed last week, but I just listened to it more. But uh, it's that's tough by Rich the Kid and Quavo. Um, it's just a tough ass song, bro. That shit, it go hard. I'm not a huge Rich the Kid fan. But uh, yeah, it definitely hits though. And then Quavo in his bag a little bit. Sound like kind of like old Migos shit. Not old Migos, but like Migos of 2018 when they were like not 
you know, saturating their fucking brand and being and doing too much music. But uh, definitely check those out. And then some of the some of the albums that I I listened to, um, Party Next Door dropped an album. Uh, I don't know if you know who that is, but uh, he rocks with um, pretty much Drake's crew. I think it's OVO. Uh, I was I'm not a huge fan of him. It's more like R&B waves. But there was like a lot of hype because it was Rihanna. He had a Rihanna feature, and it was Rihanna's first feature since. Like you wanna you wanna guess what was the last time Rihanna was on a song? 2016. You wanna what you, you wanna guess what song it was? It was a big uh, one. It was a big song. It was a feature or was it her song? It was a feature. It was a feature. She was on Don't Tell Me. Uh um Fuck. Was it I don't know. <laughs> the last song that fe- that Rihanna was featured on, and subsequently the last song she was literally on because she hasn't done albums in 2016, uh, Anti, which was great. But it was the Lemonade song with Pharrell. I get it how I live it. Oh, I, I wouldn't have guessed. She was rapping, remember? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the last time she was on the fucking... How long ago was that shit? Forever. So she's on this damn Party Next Door album, which was okay. There's some songs that were good. I like the Loyal song. I played it on the pod a couple weeks ago. If you hadn't heard it, got Bad Bunny on there. Um, there's a couple other songs that were pretty good, but overall, I thought it was eh. But yeah, she Rihanna's first feature in like three years, and she pretty much only like repeated like three words. And I'm like, bro, this is it. <laughs> this is what everybody's waiting for. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, bro, Rihanna, what are you doing, man? Make some music, come back. Um, but that, <laughs> that's not good that that's my review of that man's album. But yeah, if you want to go check it out. You can. Um, the other album that came out uh, that I listened to, uh, there, there wasn't really, I mean, obviously last week was a pretty big one with The Weeknd. Um, but the big thing that dropped that I didn't get a chance to like review in the pile fully was Childish Gambino's album. And he, he like, first he dropped a little surprise joint like on the internet. It was just like a random site that you go to. And it was just like, you couldn't like tell when the song started. So you kind of just like jumped into the live stream. But then he finally put it on uh, streaming, I think Monday, right before I was like, when I was like editing the pod or whatever. And, you know, all the like titles for it is kind of weird. It's like 1238 and 1910 and 24 and 19. I don't really know what the fuck that shit means. But uh, yeah, I got to listen to it again because I feel like I listened to it and I was over, I was underwhelmed. You know what I mean? Yeah. There, was a, there was a couple... Uh, songs that like definitely stood out like he had a feature with um with 21 savage on it that was pretty good um he got uh feels like summer on here which was a song that was already out that i you know i had liked it before um but yeah i definitely got it it didn't hit me as as well as good as the one that he did before which was um i forgot the hell it was called but um that one was pretty good that had you know me and your mama and Redbone. So, I mean, I don't, I don't think it really hit as much as he wanted it to. And then the last album that I listened to, or I guess there was a couple. Jeezy dropped a little quick album that was pretty good. Um, just felt like vintage Jeezy from, you know, late 2000s. Um, if you want to check that out, you still fuck you still fuck with Jeezy or not? Nah? Uh, not in a while. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's like once you get not, back. Like, not since the president's been black, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's been a minute. You know what I mean? Um, and then the other big one that dropped that that people hadn't, I guess people were kind of waiting on, but I, it depends on who you are. Was the Joyner Lucas album? 
You fuck with Joyner Lucas or not? That music video was tight. I can't lie. The, which um, one? The, the Will Smith one? The Will Smith one. Um, it was really creative. I can't lie. And it was a good melody, good flow. Can't lie. See, the thing about it, though, is I know he made that video to get on Will Smith's Instagram for the, you know what I mean? To, to, to boost the numbers. That's what I feel like he did. But I don't know. Maybe oh, I'm being Yeah, but it's smart. It's product, it's product placement. Just like J-Rock had, you know, had, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kendrick in his music video. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, no. So, you know, it's been a while. Joyner's been out. I mean, he, I feel like he burst on the scene with that, like, that one song he did where he was, like, talking to a Trump voter. You remember that one? And then the the one by with Eminem helped them out, too, the Lucky Me. Like yeah, 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 and so you know, there's a certain type of people who like, who are real big Jordan Lucas people, and it's funny because I'm a I'm a Logic fan in terms of like I liked it, I definitely like the first album, I liked all his mixtapes, I like the second album that he did, you know what I'm saying? I, I like a little bit of the Bobby Tarantino, but I feel like he's been kind of he's been kind of going downhill, he's been slipping for me recently, and like you know, a lot of people have been calling him out for being corny, and it's kind of like yeah, but like there's plenty of corny people, you know what I mean? Uh, but if somebody was like, I feel like Joyner Lucas is like the black, or not like full black logic, since you know a lot is black and white, and he lets you know every fucking song. But <laughs> <laughs> but it's like Joyner Lucas definitely kind of reminds me of him. And like listen to the album, there's definitely some songs on it that I fuck with that was pretty good. But uh, overall, like I wasn't like super super impressed. But I, obviously people need to listen for themselves. Like if you fuck with him, you probably you know you probably are gonna enjoy it a little bit more than I did. Like, I think he's cool, and I like a lot of his songs, but or a decent amount of his songs, but, you know, it wasn't something that overly wowed me, you know what I mean? I feel you. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I went back, I was listening to some more of the Uzi album. It takes mm-hmm. me, you know, it takes me a couple of times to listen to a song, let alone an album, in order to get into the groove of it. But that's, I'm also, that's also true, you know what I mean? I'm also under the notion that, like, albums are just bodies of some good songs you know what i'm saying like you're just as good as the worst song so i wouldn't categorize an album strength based on its body count or its totality but um yeah i feel like an album i feel like music in itself takes momentum so if i'm playing it through an album full i need like to hear it through in order to listen to the old thing otherwise if if i'm working out or it's segmented i'm like need smoking music then i'm only gonna pull a couple of songs from it that's true Whereas uh, if I'm showering and I gotta let it ride, then I, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I think nowadays, especially, it's like so much easier to just make a playlist. And so I think I I don't know how many people actually listen to the whole albums. Like I think you listen. I think a lot of people listen to the album once and then kind of never go back to it. Like I think you got a good album if people go back and listen to your album fully all the way through like a bunch of times. Like also, I, there's like finally. so much that goes into that. You know what I mean? Like summer of 2000. Uh, 2010 was it like uh, Dark Side of the Moon or Man on the Moon the Kid yeah, Cudi yeah. album like that was a vibe because it was a great summer so that just reminds me of the summer but the album itself is cool um, I thought the first it was one? yeah I liked it yeah album. the first one was great yeah, yeah so I'm saying I like it a lot but it's also like now I know there's better albums <laughs> not yeah, just from yeah, him yeah. but I'm saying from other artists but oh yeah, yeah for sure but that that one's a really good album I'm not gonna not gonna front and kick it and the second one's as good too but. It's not, you know, as good as the first one, but then he doesn't he hasn't done anything as like better than those two. Um But although Kids See Ghost is actually not bad. I would say that's like in his top three. But yeah, no, I think it, it's so many things that go into whether or not an album's good. It's like sequencing, like there's things like flow together. Cause I think, 
you know, people don't think about that stuff, but like that shit all matters. And you can tell when it's like an artist just kind of just put shit together on an album. And if a if a artist kind of like thought about the flow of it and like building out a kind of like linear story that makes sense, you know what I mean? Like something a Kendrick Lamar will do, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, those those are my albums and songs of the week. Well, like always, man, I'm hoping you and the lady are staying safe, staying quarantined. You know, what I'm saying covering yeah. your mouths, not sneezing on people, um, yeah. not shaking the hands of strangers. Yeah. Uh, I went to the grocery store and they had the price check my Gatorade and the dude put his hands like all up on the lid and I was like, all right, man, I'm gonna have to give these Gatorades a bath when I get home. Oh yeah, do you haven't have you been wiping down your groceries when you get home? Cause I've been. Yeah, I do that and all that stuff, but you know, um, luckily most of my groceries are frozen. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, nah, man, Bucket Hat Boys, the Bucket Up Podcast, Volume One Nineteen. It's crazy, bro. We won away from one twenty, which is definitely a milestone. Um. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so shouts to you for putting up with me week in and week out, man. Uh, for the buckets, appreciate you continuing to ride the wave. I know you guys got time on your hands staying at home. So, you know, put us on in the background while you work from home and while you, you know, continue to live your life inside. But for the new buckets, bro, catching the wave, where can they find us? Yeah, man. You already know we're all on the social medias. Um you know, you can hit us up on Facebook. We're just the Bucket Up Podcast. On Instagram, we're at the Bucket Hat Boys. And then on Twitter, we're at Bucket Up Podcast. Um, and then you can hit us up, you know, individually. You can hit me at Tylante, aka Street Ratatouille. And you can hit the homie Jesse up at, J- at JB Speaks. Um, and also, I don't know, I mean, I'm not sure what you're listening to this on right now. Just be aware that we're also, you know, as well as SoundCloud, we're on, you know, Spotify, we're on Google Play, we're on. Stitcher Radio, we're on Apple Podcasts, um, we're everywhere. So make sure you know you get the word out, tell people about the podcast, especially if you fuck with us. Um, and then you know, contact us, hit us up, comment, you know, hit us up on uh, social media if you got a question, you got shit you want to talk about, um, people that you you know guests. If you want to be a guest, let us let us know. Like I think we're gonna try to do a little string of guests here. Uh, for a while, I'm a, you know, so we can get some more people out here to talk about some more shit. Uh, talk about your quarantine experience. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, a, that's it's social. It's social. It's not. It's not social distancing as much as like personal distancing. We're bringing people mm-hmm. together, so it's social gathering digitally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely let us know. Again, thanks uh, to our guests that we had earlier. You know, taking the time out um, to come on and chop it up with us. Um, but yeah. Yeah, for that, man. The Buckhead Boys, Volume 119. We in the books. Cheer, cheer. We out.
while in the cell with Lil Joaquin, after I slapped him, I had told him, I don't know how you get down with them clowns, but I'm a soldier, no one could understand, I had way too much aggression, that built over the years from my abandoned adolescence, see I done been lied to, backstabbed and heartbroken, I wanted to cry, but I was too afraid to open, praying one day I'll find a piece of